Well, hello, and welcome to the Dr. Doom podcast. Sounds a little echoey. That's because I'm recording from a uh, little mini microphone at the fishing camp. And this is just a quick episode. Um, I obviously, I, I put together a few of them, and then uh, I guess I, I had like a week's worth, you know, all scheduled to upload, and I kind of forgot to record anymore. Uh, so you'll have the echo for this one. I find the background music makes it a little bit easier to listen to, even if the sound quality is not terrific. So I'll add some background music. Uh, the first story today is actually the story about my father. Um, now, dad was a, uh, he was a speed demon when it came to driving and he used to try and set record times. He was like a pioneer cannonballer, but only for, you know, East coast routes. So like if you were driving St. John to Halifax, Nova Scotia, well, normally that would be four hours and 15 minutes. Dad would take great pride in telling everyone he could do it in three and a half hours. <laughs> it meant he drove at like, well, in kilometers an hour, usually like 140 plus everywhere he went. <laughs> I mean, not on back roads, but on the highways and stuff. Um, so uh, he didn't get a lot of trouble in on the Canadian side. Um, he had gotten down to one point on his license and I don't know if it's the same everywhere, but you have a 10 point driver's license and he would, um, get caught speeding and usually lose three points. It wasn't like reckless driving, he, but he knew like just exactly the limit. <laughs> so he would lose three points at a time. And I don't think there was ever a point in his, uh, life where he had more than four points on his license. And usually it would get up to four and then he'd got, get caught speeding and he'd go down to one again. And if you lose your last point, then you have to do a remedial driving course and you lose your license for a year and all this stuff. So, um, it, it never seemed to phase him anyway, but, uh, in, in Maine, um, he did a lot of work for the oil company and a lot of it was based in new England. And there's this drive between New Brunswick, like at the, on the, I guess it would be the Eastern edge of the main border. To go from there to Bangor, you have to go on this road called the Airline Drive. And it's, uh, oh, I would say it's about, like for a normal human being, about an hour and a half drive. And it's just, it just winds through the backwoods. There's nothing there. There are no houses. Um, I think it's called Aroostook County, maybe, or Cumberland County, maybe. It's one of the poorest uh, counties, interestingly, in the United States, or it was in, uh, in the 80s and 90s. We always think of like Alabama and the South, but this one county I think was the number one uh, poorest county in the United States at the time. So um, knowing that he should have probably known that the state troopers would be underfunded and, <laughs> you know, um, they, they wouldn't be very lenient if you were caught speeding. And uh, he got caught speeding quite often. Uh, one time on the airline drive, I think the speed limit's like 50 and he got caught doing 80 and it was like iffy whether they were going to take away his license. And, um, and so he got escorted back to Bangor and worked up at the bank. Like he was almost in Canada and he had to go drive back, follow the police car all the way back and get, uh, ticketed there. And they did let him off with the ticket. But, um, about, uh, Oh, I would say five or six years after his job ended with the oil company and he was working out on his own. Um, we were going down through the States and we were going to drive, um, 
I believe down to Florida. And so our, you know, the city we live in is only about an hour from the main border. And, uh, and we drove that one hour and this is like, I don't know, probably 50 hours of driving to get to Florida. So we made it one hour and then dad went to cross the border and he was arrested <laughs> at the border <laughs> and the car was seized. And so they were very nice about it. Like they held him and the police came and got him. And we didn't know what the hell was going on. And even the border agents didn't know what was going on. They said, there's an, there's a warrant for your arrest. Um, and dad said, it's gotta be a mistake. I don't, I'm not a criminal, <laughs> but, uh, no, they came and got him. They didn't handcuff him in front of us, which was good. I mean, we were a bit older by then, so it wouldn't have been quite as traumatizing. But when the police came, they were very nice. And they kind of said, look, hopefully we'll be able to sort all this out. And so what they took dad, they confiscated his car. And we ended up going to this little um, like diner, roadside diner right beside the border. And we basically sat there and drank milkshakes and uh, sat at a picnic table for... I would guess like five hours, six hours. Finally, dad came back and uh, he came to get us in the car, which was a good sign. And apparently what had happened is uh, he had not paid his traffic tickets in Maine <laughs> for, uh, oh, like six years. And he, he said, oh, it just slipped my mind. Like I had two speeding tickets and I never paid either one of them. Um, but uh yeah, they find him. I think they find him like a thousand dollars US. So he wasn't thrilled about it, but uh, I don't know if he had to go before a judge or what. It would have been great if he was still alive. I'd love to get the full story of what happened after they took him away because I think at that time they, he was more concerned about just not upsetting his family than he was about whatever consequences he was going to face. But uh, yeah, anyway, that was the story of dad getting arrested at the main border. Okay, the second story is uh, also about dad. Um, we, when I was 17, so this was like 1996 or nine, no, 1997, I guess. We uh, did a family trip, 1998, I guess. We did a family trip to, um, to Europe and it was like, we did a bus tour right out of London. So you flew into Heathrow and you got on a bus and it was like a magical experience. It was three weeks. It was the beginning of our summer vacation. And we went to, so we saw England, you know, London. Um, I don't think we went to any other cities in England. We crossed the ferry into France and then Belgium, um, Liechtenstein, uh, Switzerland, Italy, um, and came back through France and home. I think there might have been, there might have been a couple other countries. I, I can't. <laughs> it's so sad. I can't even remember what countries I've been to. But it was a, it was a wonderful trip. Like really, once in a lifetime kind of trip. And, uh, and and we had a wonderful time. I loved Italy. I think that was my favorite country. I loved the museums. I loved the art. I loved the pasta, and I loved their language. There was a time when I was actually so excited about it. I could speak a little bit of Italian, not just buongiorno, but buon pomeriggio, which means good afternoon. And uh, gosh, I can't remember anymore. <laughs> um, anyway, it doesn't, none of that matters. But uh, 
what we, uh, the whole point of this was that we did this uh, wonderful trip. And then at the end of the trip, we had to go from France back into England and you had to go through customs, of course, to do it. And we were sitting there and usually the bus was kind of, it was like a Contiki tour or whatever. So it was, I mean, normally super quick. You just like, you pull in, they had a routine. They just give the customs agents the passports, do a quick look, send everyone on. So we're sitting there and sitting there. I thought, oh my God, I wonder if somebody like tried to smuggle drugs on the bus or what's going on. Anyway, these four, um, I guess they're customs, borders and customs agents, but they had guns and everything else. They got on the bus and um, the tour guide pointed at my dad and they all hustled back and they grabbed him, pulled him out of his seat and then hustled him off the bus. And every, I think everybody just assumed dad had been caught with cocaine in his bag or something. It was, it was like all serious. Nobody was talking. Nobody told us what was going on. And uh, so mom went running after him, said, wait here, wait on the bus. Don't let them leave without us. <laughs> so she, uh, oh, sorry about that. Um, so he, uh, he ran off to the, uh, to the uh, or she ran off after him to the customs uh, place. And it turned out that, um, I got the phone is going off. Everything's crazy right now. It turned out that, um, dad had been traveling on a passport that expired two years before and he'd done the entire trip through europe knowing he knew he realized when he was on the plane to england that he had an expired passport and he never checked it uh he never said a word about it because he didn't want us to be anxious and he traveled the whole way through europe without getting caught until the last stop which was france to england <laughs> And they arrested him. So he was not arrested, but you know, they, they wouldn't let him into England. So he had to go to the Canadian embassy and get his passport. He met us back in London and, uh, yeah, that was the, that was the story of my father, uh, being arrested <laughs> at the border at a different border at the border of England and France. And, uh, man, the guy was just, he had such gigantic balls. I can't, <laughs> the things he would do, like, well, I know my passport's expired, but I'll see if I can pull it off. He could pull off almost anything for a while. It was it was quite quite impressive. Anyway, we'll do more dad stories at another time. I've got to go meet my family for lunch, and we'll talk to you later. Have a good day. Stay healthy. Stay classy. See you next time.